Welcome to the Rare Faith Podcast, where the solution to every problem is only an idea away, and where the same activity with just a little more awareness always yields better results. Award-winning, best-selling author, Leslie Householder, brings some of her best information to this inspiring series of life-changing episodes that you won't want to miss. Show notes for this episode can be found at rarekindoffaith.com. So good to be here, and I'm really excited to share tonight some ideas that are going to really open your mind to some possibilities. And my objective tonight is to be not just another teleclass. Uh, what my objective is tonight for you listeners is to give you some powerful nuggets that are going to change the way you see life, change the way you see goal setting and give you an infusion of hope, maybe on a level that you haven't experienced before. And the reason this is my objective for you is because where I am coming from and what I've been through, I can assure you that I know what it feels like to wonder, does the breakthrough ever come? Uh, My husband and I, just a little bit of history, for those of you who are not familiar with me and my work and why I do what I do, but when we married, it was utmost, top of the list, my most important goal was to be a stay-at-home mother. And that is what my husband also wanted for his children as well. But turns out, financially, we weren't able to do that. When the first baby came along, I decided, all right, we're going to just figure this out. We'll find a way. You know, there will be some miracle. We believe in God and we'll have faith and it will just work out. And that first year... I stayed home with the baby, and at the end of that year, my husband had um, a situation where he lost his job, and we had gotten ourselves into debt that year, and I was forced back to work, and it was one of the most depressing periods of time in my life for me because it was contrary to what my goal really was. And so we had some friends that encouraged us to start attending seminars with them because they could see that doors kept closing for us. Opportunities weren't showing up for us. And they attributed that, because of the things that they had learned, to the way we were thinking. There are different levels of thinking. And when an opportunity comes along or when a setback happens in your life, there are multiple ways of thinking about those experiences and those incidents. And how you think about them determines what comes next. And so they invited us to start learning with them. And I counted it up, and over seven years, the next seven years, we attended more than 100 seminars. And we had traveled, and we had spent grocery money to attend seminars. We had spent money we didn't have to learn how to think better. Because something inside of me told me that if you can just learn how to think about this, things will go better. Doors will open. Uh, things won't fall through just before they're about to break, you know, for the better. So I cannot tell you how many times I would attend a seminar and think, oh, 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 I get it, I get it, this is going to work, and we'd be excited for about two weeks, and then we'd be back to where we were before, or a little worse off because we were discouraged again and thinking, you know what, that hype doesn't last, that motivation doesn't last, and I started to get cynical. Finally, I attended one where the lights did finally go on, And within three months, we tripled our income. But it it took me that much time to get all the pieces in place before 
the breakthrough. And what I'm here to tell you today is that the breakthrough does come, and that one breakthrough that we had wasn't the last breakthrough we needed throughout life. We're going to continually need another breakthrough, another breakthrough, another breakthrough to achieve our highest potential. Uh, that's what life is all about, is, is facing challenges and overcoming them, one after the other after the other. And at the end of our life, it is my hope we can look back and say, you know, I conquered. I was victorious. I did what I set out to do, and I am fulfilled. And feeling happy and fulfilled along the way as well. Well, you know, about that motivation doesn't last comment. I had somebody tell me once, yeah, well, neither did breakfast. <laughs> and neither did your shower. And so when I was wanting to give up reading another book or attending another training or something that was going to help me achieve my goals better, oh, I'd get so discouraged and so tired and so weary of spending the money and, uh you know, and I'd start to think, you know, those seminar people, they have all my money. No wonder they're doing so well. <laughs> you know? And I, I looked at it from every angle, bitter, uh, cynical, suspicious, and yet when I'd listen to their words, I'd come away thinking, you know what, there is something to this. Why can't I just, why can't I put all the pieces together? I'd get a piece here, a piece there, but the breakthroughs didn't come. Well, I learned that, you know, yes, breakfast doesn't last, your shower didn't last, Motivation doesn't last and inspiration doesn't last and so it does require a steady diet and uh, a commitment to a steady diet of feeding your mind, feeding your spirit and one by one those nuggets come along and those puzzle pieces start to fall into place. I'd like you to think about a combination lock and how the kind that has those little dials with the numbers, uh, the several different discs that have to rotate into place and so maybe the combination is nine five three four and you might have nine in place but the other numbers might be two one six yes the nine is in place but the lock does not spring open and what I learned is that each time I would put myself in a position to learn something new one of those one of those pieces would click into place and I'd I took notes, copious notes, those all those years of attending seminars, and every time I'd get a, a, an aha moment, like, oh, my goodness, I'd never thought of it that way before. Whoa, that's powerful. I'd write it down. And my journals are full of these nuggets. And looking back, I gathered those up. And after our breakthrough, and I was so excited about the, the breakthrough and, and the difference it made and that it was permanent and that life was truly different and freer and I I realized I have got to teach what I've learned but again I wasn't looking for a career or anything and so I've looked for ways to share the information while raising my family and so a lot of what I do is through books through uh, teleseminars and whatnot so that I can still be the mom that I want to be but here's the thing I would go to these events and I would get a nugget and one of those dials on my combination lock would twist into place. Thing is, is I didn't know how many of those dials were on my combination lock. I get so frustrated at the people who would attend these seminars with me and they'd get their breakthrough. They'd sit next to me, they'd get their breakthrough and then their income would go through the roof that next month and I think, well, I was there. I heard the same thing. Why was that the 
got a big breakthrough for them and not for me. Yeah, it was good, and I got something from it, but my lock didn't spring open. Well, here's the thing. Every one of us comes from a different place. We all have different thinking patterns. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different upbringings and different mindsets that were passed down to us from our parents and grandparents. And and so there is a formula for success. There is a predictable, dependable formula, and success really depends on how you think. It doesn't depend, you know, you're not going to lose the weight you're trying to lose if you eat less, if the mindset hasn't shifted first. You might lose it, but to keep it off and to have that new lifestyle, the shift has to take place in your thinking and in your heart and in your beliefs. And so what I found out is that the person sitting next to me at those events, they may have already been farther along than I was in mindset preparation, and so they only needed one more dial turned into place. I had more than a 100 of those dials that needed to be turned into place. But when that last one turned into place, the lock sprung open. And so I encourage you, don't stop learning. This class may not be the class that springs your lock open, but it will get you at least one dial closer, if not 10 dials closer. And maybe you only have two more to go. And so when you're feeling discouraged, just remember, line upon line, it's step by step and that breakthrough will come. So here's something that I would like to share with you, and that is that there are thought frequencies. There are different levels of thinking. Albert Einstein said that the significant problems we face in life cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. And that is one of the first things we need to realize is that no matter what we've been through in our life and no matter what we've faced, what challenges have been inflicted upon us, it is always and always has been and always will be our choice on how we respond to them. And so our life is not unfortunate because we've had unfortunate things happen to us, but it can continue to be unfortunate if we continue to respond to those challenges at a lower level of thinking that keeps us where we're at. And so how do you get to the higher thought frequencies? Well, by learning by associating with people who have higher levels of thinking. And it doesn't mean a person is better than another person, but there are different ways to think about things. For example, when you have a setback in your life, and for many, many years uh, we'd have a job loss or we'd have a, a medical emergency or we'd have a car breakdown, and my first reaction was anger and frustration, and I would throw... I'd I'd rage about why has this always happened? Why can't we get ahead? And rage, rage, rage. That response to that kind of a problem is at a level of thinking that invites and perpetuates the same kinds of problems. And so let me give you a hint on how you can respond differently at a higher level of thinking, which by natural law will start moving your thoughts to a higher frequency where solutions are. It's like a radio broadcast, a radio broadcast that continually is full of inspired ideas and solutions and possibilities and answers, and it's always there. It's as close as an idea away, 
Uh, you think about a local radio, radio station that you've listened to before. Right now, perhaps it's not on because you're listening to this class, but that radio station is still in that room. The broadcast, that frequency is still in the room, and all you need is a receiver to tune into it, and you can change stations. Well, thoughts are like that. In fact, as I've trained people to think at the level of solutions and success, one of the most common responses I get is that they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, I've, I've, got, I've got so many ideas. I know, I've got so many things. I need. There's not time to do everything. I don't even know which one to, to do. I, I, can't, I can't handle all of these solutions, all of these ideas, all of these ways to succeed. I just don't know what to do with all of them. And they, and they feel a responsibility to do something with every one of them. And I have to just remind them that, you know, you've just raised your personal vibration. It's a vibration that tunes in to a higher level frequency, a broadcast of empowerment and bright ideas and solutions and inspiration, inspired divine ideas. And when you're on that frequency, there's a flood of it. And and so many times we go through life wondering, oh, if I could just get that one idea that would solve this problem, man, that would change everything. Well, when you tap into that, it's a flow. You get into this flow of ideas, and you have to understand that they're not all for you, and you don't have to act on every one of them. You just pay attention and listen for that little voice inside that says, oh, that one's for you. Go do it. And so that was kind of a tangent. But one of the things I promised to share with you on this call is, how to know if you're on the right track. How to know if you'll reach the goal. Maybe you've already tapped into an idea that you feel like is going to, to take you where you want to go. And you're in the groove of it. And you're feeling on fire about it. And you're like, this is it. I'm passionate about this. I know it's going to work. But then you have those days where you're not seeing much evidence that it's going anywhere. You don't see evidence of success. And sometimes you just need a little assurance that it's still progressing. Because, you know, I'd seen movies where you had to go the distance. Uh, the hero had to overcome insurmountable odds. They had to be superhuman. And these hero movies, they're so inspiring that you're thinking, man, I'm not sure I've got it in me to go that far, to go beyond, to do the extra that would get you through all the challenges. And here's what I learned, that when you set a goal and you set it properly, and I'm going to explain to you how to do that, once you set a goal properly and you take a step in the right direction, there are things that are going on in the world around you that you are unaware of that are lining up the opportunities, the people, the resources, everything you need is on its way to you. And so in reality, you don't have to go the distance and claw your way to the end. You only have to go halfway because it meets you in the middle. And so when you're feeling discouraged, like, oh, I don't know if I can take another step, as long as you are believing that, you know, I, I need a break, I'm going to just take a break and regroup and get, you know, sharpen my saw a little bit, you can trust that those unseen situations and unseen assistance is still working its way to you. What I do is I imagine conversations happening between people I don't know, just some vague people out there. I'm thinking, you know, I've set a goal. 
and I need this resource and that resource and X, Y, Z. I need all of these things in order to achieve that goal. I don't have them right now, but I believe they're out there. And so what can I do right now? What can I do right now to get me one step closer? Well, first thing is I make sure I'm on the right thought frequency so that I'm not doing things that perpetuate the entrapment that I'm trying to get out of. How do I do that? By imagining the goal accomplished. If I can see the goal accomplished on the screen of my mind and answer the question, how is that going to feel to have that done? And if I can answer that question with a true feeling, that feeling is a vibration. And it puts your body, your body is a receiver, like a radio is a receiver. Your body is the physical tool that you've been given over which you have you have stewardship over this body of yours, and your mind is the switchboard that determines what your body is going to do, who you're going to talk to, what phone calls you're going to make, where you're going to walk. It, your, your mind is the control center of what your body is going to do. Well, something else that we don't know about our body until we learn this is that our body is on, it vibrates just like everything else. The table in front of you is vibrating on a molecular level, you zoom in close enough and you're going to see that the atoms and molecules are bumping around and vibrating. Your body's doing the same thing. And a feeling is nothing more than a conscious awareness of a particular vibration. And so when you're in this feeling, that, uh, this rage that I used to get into, oh, nothing's going right, I'm in a very low vibration. That radio station is tuned to a low station with, with the kinds of broadcast that's only going to get me more of the same. It's like trying to solve the problem with the same thinking that created the problem. You're not going to get anywhere. But you change your vibration by allowing yourself to feel the victory before it's really yours. Because in truth, your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between an experience that is real and one that is imagined. And so if you're imagining it, it thinks you're really experiencing it. So then when you go about your regular day and it's, it's already experienced this victory and it, it notices subconsciously you're noticing that your environment doesn't match that new internal truth that this victory is yours. It's going to be like a radar for you and it's going to help you tune in to those conversations, to those people, to those resources that are already within reach but you are not aware of them because you're not yet on that frequency. Get on that frequency by imagining, daydreaming, letting yourself fall in love with the idea People ask me, well, so how often do I have to think of my victory? How often do I have to feel it? And I say, well, are you married? And they're like, maybe maybe they say yes. And I say, well, when you were engaged or when you were dating your spouse-to-be, how often did you have to think about them? How Did you put it in your calendar? Make sure you think about your fiancé three times a day for ten minutes. No, you were in love with, you were in love with that person and you couldn't help but think about them and that's the same way when you're locked on to a goal and here's how you can know if you're going to reach the goal is if you can't help but think about it when when everything else in life is a distraction because you want to be daydreaming about that goal and if you're not there yet it's because you don't believe in the goal yet you don't really believe that it's possible for you and so here's how you can get to that place where you'll you'll you can believe it's possible and you start feeling it as though it's true and then your subconscious mind kicks you up into that higher frequency and, and you'll find yourself in an elevator one day next to a person and some days you have 
no inclination to say hello to that person, but that one day something says say hi, and you find out that person is a key to helping you achieve your goal. They have a resource that you're looking for. Perhaps perhaps you have a resource they're looking for, and there's an exchange that can take place. What I can guarantee you is that everything you need to achieve your goal is already within your reach. It's already in your world. It's a conversation away. It's one contact away. The person that you're that you're looking for to be a part of your solution, you may not know them today, but somebody you already know probably knows them. And so I just want you to start thinking about possibility, and let's talk about how to know if you'll reach the goal. So here's another analogy I want you to consider. I want you to think about setting and achieving a goal, kind of like placing an online order. If you perform each step in the order process, you can be certain that the thing you want is going to be shipped, right? It's not going to show up immediately, but it's on its way. That's kind of how I look at my goal achievement. Um, So suppose you've set a goal to sell 20 widgets or something during the month of February. I'm going to compare the online bookstore to life's distribution system, okay? Number one is to decide what you want. So just as I can't expect the bookstore to send me a book before submitting my request, say I want to buy the book, uh, maybe I want to buy an antique copy of the book, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. And I can't expect the bookstore to send me the book before I submit my request, right? And neither should you expect clients to show up who are going to support a vague sales goal. So you've got to be very clear on what your goal is. Pick the dollar figure you want to reach so that life can deliver the right clients. Number two, put it in writing. So before I can place the order for the book, I had to find the right order page for that book. However, before I can find the right order page, I had to type the right key terms into the search bar. Now think about it. Wouldn't it be absurd if I enter not catcher in the rye, not anything written by Poe, in my search for as a man thinketh. <laughs> you know, even if the search feature was smart enough to exclude all of that, how long would it take me to get to the book I want? There's millions of books, say, on Amazon.com. And if I'm going to punch in not capturing the rye, not anything written by Poe, I'm going to be looking for a very long time. So precision is going to save time. Write down what you want and be precise as you can. You know, don't talk about getting out of debt when you really mean that you want financial freedom. We've got to choose our search terms carefully so that we can be taken to the right order page of life. You're not looking for the debt order page, so quit using that term. Vague orders. Let's talk about them. Vague orders bring vague results, and so we never see the connection between our requests and what shows up. Too often we're placing careless orders unknowingly, and then we wonder why life doesn't go the way we want it to go. You know, I was talking to Sharon Lecter one time. She is the co-author to uh, the Rich Dad Poor Dad books, and uh, we were doing a class together, and she mentioned something that I thought was very, very interesting. She said, worry is like praying for something you don't want or You know, and let me give you a little hint on this one. I am a praying kind of person. I believe in God. But I used to pray like this. I would imagine on the screen of my mind 
and get really worried about the disaster at the end of the month that would happen if we didn't find the money we needed. And so my prayers would be, please help us get this money because, oh, my gosh, this is going to be disastrous. And, you know, I believe that God operates by natural laws. I am I am all about the science behind this because, to me, there is no contradiction. Uh, you may you may believe only in the science side of things. You may only believe in in the spiritual, religious, um, godly side of this. But to me, I think they work together very, very nicely. I think the universe was created by God and that it operates by law. And so if part of the law of success says that you have to be aligned body, mind, and spirit to what you're trying to accomplish, then it's very important that when you're praying, you're not praying with with an image on the screen of your mind of the disaster you're trying to avoid. That's like placing an order in the search or, or using in the search window, not anything written by Poe. So get that straight. Picture it as though it's done. Feel gratitude as though it's already been granted. Get emotionally connected to it. And then thank your Father in Heaven for the blessing before it's even yours. I know my children have done this before where they'll come to me with a hope and a belief that what they're about to ask me is going to be granted and they've already got gratitude in their eyes and they're hopeful. And it might be a timing thing. I might have to say no, but it's something that I love to grant when I can. So back to this order form thing. Uh, You're going to, again, put what you want in writing. Vague orders bring vague results, so be specific. Now commit to the thing that you want by putting it in writing. It's like entering it into an imaginary search box. It's the fastest way to get to the right order page. Write it in present tense as though it's already happened. And I'm going to have you go get my book for free. It's at thejackrabbitfactor.com. It's a story. This is a story that I wrote that was all of those seminar notes woven into a story so that it wasn't just a list of bullet-pointed ideas on what you should be doing, should do this, should do this, should do this. Honestly, those books are very discouraging to me. I needed, for me, an experience that would take it out of my head and change me, change my vibration. That was the intention for this book, The Jackrabbit Factor, that a person reading it would have would end up on a higher frequency just through the mere action of reading the story. And so it was meant to be entertaining and meant to change you so that you're at a higher vibration. And I can pretty well guarantee that by the time you're done reading that book, you're going to know that you can achieve anything. So, and again, that's free, jackrabbitfactor.com. So maybe your written statement might say something like this. February 28th uh, year... I have now sold 20 widgets. Getting it in writing takes you to life's so-called order page, but you're not done yet. Neither the book nor the clients are on their way until you've completed the entire order process. Number three, add to cart. In my book buying experience, after entering As a Man Thinketh in the search tool, it takes me to a long list of different books. Some were brand new reprints. Some were from the 1980s. I spend some time narrowing them down until I find the one that I want, which is more than 100 years old. 
and I actually did this. I do have a copy that's a, a very, very old copy of this book. Then after identifying the specific choice, I click the button, Add to Cart. It's a logical step, right? After all, I can't expect the store to ship the book until I have told them precisely which one I want. So this step is comparable to adding detail to your goal statement. You need to spend time creating a more detailed description of the thing you desire. Instead of the date, I have now sold 20 widgets, you're going to write the date, I am so happy and grateful. Now that I've sold 20 widgets, I'm astounded at how easily the clients came into my life. I'm grateful that I was able to provide them something of great value that's going to help them accomplish their objectives. They are for a price that was fair. We're establishing a positive relationship and expect to do more business together in the future. So you see how that puts description. It, it helps you get very specific on exactly what you want. And in fact, it's important so that when it shows up, you can know, oh my gosh, that worked. That's a process that worked and you can repeat it. When it shows up uh, vaguely and you're not sure, hmm, I wonder if that had anything to do with my intentional goal setting. Uh, I'm not sure. Then, you know, you don't have quite the confidence in doing it again. But if you do this step, you've just added your desired thing to the big cart in the sky, if you want to call it that. Number four, enter your shipping address. Okay? Just because you've said add to cart doesn't mean it's on its way. You haven't paid the price yet. Uh, after the book was in my shopping cart, I had to tell the store where to send it. This step assigns the book that I want to the location where I am. So you're, you're bringing connection from one to the other. It brings together the two key pieces of information into one virtual place. Without this step, the bookstore can't send me the book because they have no address for the package. Well, goal setting is no different. Just as the book and my address had to merge into one database, the thing you want needs to be merged with your personal information too. I know this is kind of a stretch, but if you can grasp this analogy, you're going to see better results. So notice during this step, it's not the actual book that comes together with my actual house. It's simply a representation of the book that comes together with the representation of my house. Just that information on each of them came together. So the same needs to happen with a representation of the thing you want and a representation of you. Okay, so how does that work? Well, you picture it done in your mind. See yourself signing those final contracts. With the power of disciplined thoughts, you merge the thing you want with the person you are. Your mind is the virtual database where it all must come together before the order is filled. Number five, receive confirmation. All right, so back to the bookstore. After I fill in my shipping address, it asks for my credit card information, and this is where I pay the price for the thing I want. In setting a sales goal, to pay the price traditionally refers to pounding the pavement, making the phone calls, pulling late nights, you know, skipping lunches, whatever. But that's wrong. At least it's wrong if you really want to leverage this strategy and this gift that we have to, to learn how this works. The last thing required before you receive the order confirmation in real life, before you can know if the goal's on its way, is to allow yourself to experience the feelings you expect to feel when the goal is reached. It's not really easy to do, but you do need to take your visualization exercise just one step further. And here's an example. Imagine this. You're signing those final contracts, and you're shaking the customer's hands. And, and as you're doing this, you should really be, you know, your hand is out, and you imagine feeling your customer's hands. 
and having that warm exchange of goodwill. Then you feel the elation well up inside your chest and you escort them out of the room and you close the door after they leave and you feel that cold metal doorknob in your hand and you hear the heavy wooden door click shut and you walk to your desk and you sit down with a big, huge grin on your face and you you sit back for a moment and then you reach for the phone to call your spouse and you hear the dial tones and then you hear uh, him or her answering Hello? And with tears in your eyes, you tell that loved one, I did it. It was a miracle, but I did it. Let's go out for dinner tonight. Let's celebrate. And your spouse screams on the other line and can hardly speak, and the kids are chattering in the background. Whoa, what's going on? What's going on? Okay, that's your price. That's it. Don't watch yourself doing it. Be yourself doing it. Don't be an outsider looking in. Be in it where all you see of yourself is your arms on your armrests and your lap in front of you and your feet, you know, way down there. If you spend some time generating those kinds of images in your mind and feel the exhilaration of success, you've done it. You've paid the price. And as those feelings swell inside of you and as tears really well up in your eyes, that is your confirmation. That's how you know the goal is on its way if you can feel it, and as you experiment with this and you think, man, I I just can't feel it, just can't feel it, well, you don't have your confirmation yet then, and that's okay. Take some more steps towards it. The more you court the idea, the more you fall in love with it, eventually you will feel it. Printing that receipt is optional. By describing your assurance in this moment on paper so that you can look at it later as a hedge against doubt, Trust life to keep its promise that it's on its way and go about your business in peace. It doesn't mean you sit on the couch and wait for it to show up. No, no. But you don't have to frantically rush around pushing, forcing. You've already paid the price. Go about your business with a calm assurance that it's already a done deal and that the people you need to speak with, the resources that you're going to need seven days from now are going to be there seven days from now. Okay, you don't get lazy. You stay focused because the way you show faith is by your action. You don't show faith by sitting back and expecting things to show up in spite of you. You must work. You must go through the action part. And let me explain the last part of this. The right clients are on their way and will connect with you naturally as you go about your day-to-day activities. Naturally. You know people in your life who naturally succeed. They don't have to break their necks. They don't have to pull late nights and sacrifice their family time and sacrifice their, their health and all of these things to force their success. They just are successful. You know people like that. So... Spend time with your family. Enjoy a little recreation. Be at peace because in the right time, you'll have a thought to call so-and-so or follow up with someone else. Just follow the thought. Do what it dictates because once you've received that confirmation, you can know, "Ah, I am on the thought frequency that is in harmony with success for that goal. I'm there. I'm there. Now I can trust. The thoughts that come to me are going to be the ones that will lead me to the right resources and the people and the, the opportunities. It will lead me there. 
But when you start falling into fear and doubt, oop, you've just lost that level of thinking. You've just dropped down into a different frequency, and you shouldn't be quite so eager to trust the thoughts that come to you there. Okay? So if you're feeling the fear again, if you're worried, don't worry about it. Just go back to that place. See it again. Feel it again. And know that you've turned your dial back up to the right frequency, and you can trust the inspiration that comes at that place. Okay? So in the right time, you'll have those thoughts. Now, here's number six. Expect it to come. Expect it. And open the door when it does. See, after I made the payment to the bookstore and I received my confirmation, the book was on its way. And I didn't have any evidence except for that little confirmation page that says your book is on its way. But I didn't see any truck. I didn't see any packages flying through the air. Nothing, you know. I just had to believe that confirmation. But really, how worried are you when you place an online order (laughs) from a reputable company that it's going to come? You know it's going to come. You don't think about it. You just wait and you go about your business. You don't sit at the door for four days either, do you? No, you you stay in production. So I made my payment. I received my confirmation, and the book was on its way. I needed only to expect it, watch for it, refrain from canceling it, okay? You can cancel orders and answer the door when it arrives. So as for your goal to sell 20 widgets, if you've gone through the entire order process and received confirmation, and if you want to be formal about it, and I've done this before, I'll pray, uh, I'll, I'll ask God, is this mine? Can I expect this success? And there have been times where I have felt such an overpowering outpouring of love and peace, and I choose to trust that as a confirmation from God. But once you've received a confirmation, whether it be formally that way or through just being able to see it and feel the success to where the emotion is real and and you know you've put yourself on that frequency, then expect it. Watch for it and refrain from canceling it with unbelief. And when opportunity knocks, because it will, simply answer the door. By faith, it comes to you, but it's by action that you receive it. I've had my breakthroughs, I've shared what I've learned, I've seen thousands of people take in the information and have tremendous results with it. Some of you may have heard of the world's best job a few years ago that was, I understand we have some people on the call from Australia, and a few years ago there was a contest for the world's best job, and the winner of that contest is going to be the island caretaker for the Great Barrier Reef tourism industry and their job was to live on a paradise island down there for six months and take in all of the tourist attractions that are available there and blog about it for a six-figure income. (laughs) And so that was the world's best job. And there were 34,000 applicants for that job all over the world. And the man who won that position, he was from England, his name was Ben Southall, and he was on a Canadian television interview, news program, and talked about how it was the jackrabbit factor that helped him achieve that job against those odds. And if you've ever been up for a job and you've been in competition with other applicants for that job, that's one thing. But imagine competing against 34,000. 
And so the principles work, and they're true. And here's the other thing that I want you to understand, is that I don't have it all figured out. I can tell you that even after I wrote The Jackrabbit Factor, and even after it went global and was translated into several languages and everything, we had some serious setbacks of our own. And what that did is it made me question the principles all over again. It made me wonder if, man, maybe it's not, it's not, doesn't seem to be working anymore. I don't know, maybe I need to pull the books off the shelves and make a public apology and, oh dear, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to keep teaching this? I, I, it's not working for me anymore. And that was one of the hardest periods of time in my life that I can remember. And that little voice in the back of my head, every time I'd want to quit, would say, keep teaching. You don't make the principles true or false by how well you're living them. I hated hearing that, but I can't tell you how many times I heard that, and so I would keep teaching. But I got very honest with my students and let them know, look, I'm still figuring some things out. Obviously, there's some fine-tuning that needs to take place. What do you do when everything that you think is supposed to go right goes backwards instead? Oh, well, what do you do if, uh, you know, and all of a sudden I had 300 new questions about how this works or how it doesn't work. And as I worked through those, I had mentors come into my life that gave me more nuggets that would help me understand it better, that would help me understand what what I was doing wrong that I didn't realize was wrong. And that's why I had to write a sequel to The Jackaroot Factor called Portal to Genius. And that book takes everything that I learned since writing Jackaroot Factor and, and really fills in those gaps. I invite the listeners to read The Jackrabbit Factor. It's where it all began, and it's the powerful, powerful principles in story form so that you don't have to think. You just enjoy it, and it will change you. But what I wanted to share is that over the last 10 years, I have taught many, many seminars. I have taken people through many programs. I have charged up to $12,000 for some of the programs that people have participated in and frankly, I felt like I was giving them a really good deal, and it was a good deal because our mentor, who for many years was Bob Proctor, some of you have heard of him, I'm sure, we paid him a lot of money to learn from him. There was one year that we hired him to train us in these principles, and we we paid him $100,000 to train us in these principles because we'd already seen them work, take us to tripling our income, and we thought, man, if we can do that, what more could we do if we just learned it better, learned it more efficiently, or avoid some of the traps that we had fallen into? And so we paid him $100,000 plus what we'd already paid him prior to that for the smaller trainings. And so I'm telling you all this to let you know that the trainings are valuable and they do pay. The information does pay. And so I'm excited to let you read The Jackaroot Factor for free. And all of the other trainings, we've been trying to make them available to more people and more affordable so that for people who don't have $100,000 to spend, for those who don't have $12,000 to spend, my most powerful program is $850, a budget-friendly way to stay on this thought frequency. I know that this is going to help a lot of people, and in fact, the success you enjoy is going to be dependent upon how you respond to life's challenges. It's dependent upon how you respond to life's opportunities. It depends on how you respond to what I'm telling you tonight. And so what I've done is I've made it 
affordable for anyone. You're going to get to take in what's there. This is the kind of information that will feed your mind. It will feed your spirit. And it will change the thought frequency that you live on. And by doing that, you'll find that the success comes more naturally. And this is the regular diet of personal development and learning that I invite you to participate in. And when you're ready, that right teacher or opportunity will appear that has your next epiphany. And it's when you want it bad enough that you'll do what's uncomfortable to find it. Go watch the visual aid that changed everything. For many people, that has been that final disc fallen into place so that their lock springs open. And again, jackrabbitfactor.com will give you that free ebook. Now, something else that I would like to mention, and keep it on your radar for the right time, I'd like you to put in the back of your mind, I'm planting a seed, to attend a Genius Boot Camp. A Genius Boot Camp is the workshop where you put into practice these principles in class, and we take you to a higher frequency of thought, and you bring a challenge, you bring a problem. Uh, one of the prerequisites is that you read The Jackrabbit Factor. A recommended prerequisite is to read Portal to Genius before you get there, and also to bring a problem that you have not discovered a solution to yet. I'd like to leave you with a really important thought. If you can imagine it, then you can achieve it. That's something that Napoleon Hill taught, that if you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. For many years, I thought it was evil to be rich, and I'm still sensitive to that concern. I know that having success can cause a desensitization to things that maybe you hold dear spiritually. And so just remember this, money doesn't make you good or bad, it just makes you more of what you already are. And so sometimes a lot of money can expose the flaws that could be addressed and improved. And so don't be afraid to succeed. There are things that you were put here on this planet to do, people's lives that you're meant to touch, and contributions that you were meant to make. And so what this information can do is help you accomplish and achieve those life purposes and whatever it is you have set for yourself. You can have what you want. You can achieve whatever you want to achieve. And by being smart, you can set goals that are in harmony with your core values and experience the fulfillment and success and freedom that is available to you. I wanted to thank you for joining me for this class. I hope it has been useful to you. I hope you will join me on this journey. And you'll find that you're not alone. There's places to get answers. There's a community to be a part of and people and friends that can be made and support you on this. And you'll get answers. You know, what do you do if your spouse doesn't believe the way you do? How do you teach your children these principles? All these things I'll help you with, and I look forward to doing that. So have a great night. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the inside. Take care. This concludes today's episode of the Rare Faith Podcast. You've been listening to Leslie Householder, author of The Jackrabbit Factor, Portal to Genius, and Hidden Treasures, Heaven's Astonishing Help with Your Money Matters. All three books can be downloaded free at a rarekindoffaith.com. So tell your friends and join Leslie again next time as she goes even deeper into the principles that will help you change your life.